Hi, I'm Janne Silden and welcome to my technical hot seat. In each episode, you will learn more about the expert I talk to, as well as the company and its products and services. Enjoy! My guest today is Bernd Scheie, founder and CEO at Alma Clean Power in Norway. Welcome, Bernd. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Alma Clean Power has a very interesting products, uh, but before we go into technology, I would really like to know uh, a fun fact about you. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably many. No, uh, I guess the most fun thing about me is that I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fun fact. But maybe I, th- I think maybe you found something else. Huh? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did some research. I'm so very curious. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I heard that on uh, company parties you are uh, singing. Ah, yes. Well, uh, not always, but I have done that. And uh, well, that's another fun fact. If we, if I really go back, I used to play in a band, and uh, and I in Norway in the early 80s. I'm an old guy. Drammenshallen was the big arena in Norway, and uh, and we played for 5,600 uh, screaming young uh, ladies, I remember, and that was a hundred <laughs> more than Carlos Santana, who had the place the week before us. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, did you have long hair and everything back then in the 80s? I, I have, uh, you know, um, even more hair than today. Now I haven't got time to cut my hair. It's uh, it's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that fun fact. Great. Um, so Alma Clean Power, can you tell a bit about the company and the product? Yeah, Alma Clean Power is a, is a startup in the sense that we were set up early this, well, early last year, in 2022. But... Um, we have actually 30 years experience from from high temperature fuel cells and energy systems because this comes straight out of what used to be called prototech owned by the christian mickelson research and institute and has been working on on fuel cells both for maritime but also from for space actually uh, for for many for three decades and we've now reached a level where this technology really should go from lab scale to industrial scale and and that was it's very useful to set up a, a real structure around it. So when Arca uh, bought Prototech and turned it into Clara Venture Labs, Alma Clean Power is now set up as the first big venture from that setup. And uh, we have gone from, from zero to 35 people within a year, and we are growing rapidly, and we are still working very closely with Clara Venture Labs uh, on developing this technology further. We, yeah, we could say a lot more, of course, but it's all about decarbonizing the ocean space. We have a technology that's really energy efficient and flexible, fuel flexible. So we believe that this is of great interest, both for shipping and also for oil and gas. I have to admit that I didn't know much about containerized SOFC, the solid oxide fuel cells, before uh, doing my research. Uh, so, so what kind of technology is it? Because you hear more about batteries and all this stuff. Yeah, sure. Now, we, most people have heard quite a lot about hydrogen, and that's also a fuel cell. It's a, it's an electrochemical combustion in the sense. Uh, but the difference between uh, hydrogen PEM fuel cells and solid oxide fuel cells is that they are running at a much higher temperature and they are more robust than to different types of fuels. Uh, and there's also the technology with the highest potential for energy efficiency. It's typically be, uh, above 60% electrical efficiency and 
when you're running at 800 degrees Celsius, there's also a lot of heat. So if you can make use of that for hotel load or for steam generation or so forth, then you're suddenly in the 80s with regard to energy efficiency. And if you know the traditional conventional engines, you know that this is uh, at a different level. So it brings down the, the fuel uh, and it also, of course, then cuts emissions radically. So it's uh, the business case is good, even though it's an immature value chain in a sense. Uh, it's, it's early days and the real adoption of this is going to be at the end of this decade. That's when we're going to have a real scale and, and a hockey stick uh, development, I think. Yeah, so 60-70% or more than 60% compared to uh, normal engines or...? or uh, yeah. Yes, well, mm -hmm. we did this in work some a while ago to look at all the installations on the Norwegian continental shelf. This is then for gas turbines offshore and we found that the real efficiency of, of those engines or, or gas turbines were between 18 and 33%. Mm. But for, for engines and ships, of course, you, you get up to the 40s and 50s maybe. But still, uh, the difference is, is quite, uh, quite uh, enormous actually with, with regard to fuel consumption. And, and also you have this with no noise, less moving parts, less vibrations and everything, you know, moving equipment kind of tends to have <laughs> some side effects. So, so where you can place the, the power units in, an, in a modern ship or in a new ship design is, is more flexible because it's all cables to electro, uh, uh, to the, uh, well, hybrid electric installations at least, it's very easy then to have this as a, uh, instead of parts of the, the setup. So hybrids and then auxiliary power units, everywhere that you need uh, high efficiency uh, electricity, then SOFTS is really a good, a good solution. Yeah, so it's a, a a real easy scalable system then. That's what we are aiming for. We we're really focusing on the key elements, the, the backbone of this, and then to have this as a module, and then you can add on modules in larger systems. And um, we just we need to make sure that the ability to scale the key core components, uh, the power heart, <laughs> in a sense, uh, uh, and uh, so everything now, when you set up a new company and you don't have any history, it, you can all make all decisions to be digital and make sure that it's possible to, to really make this happen fast once the technology is proven and you have the operational hours in place and you've got all the learning you need to really go out and, and, and offer this to the market, then you should be able to scale quickly. It's, um, so how far are you then in, in getting it in the market? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, this year, it's also all about uh, land-based demonstration in 2023 uh, uh, on, on ammonia, clean ammonia power is the name of this project. And then that's a prerequisite more or less for the SHIP FC project, which is to come in 2025, where we actually install two megawatts of, of fuel cell modules uh, running on ammonia on Viking Energy. And this is for, with Eidesvik and uh, Equinor and, and Yara and Wetzela uh, as part of the, it's an EU-funded project. So that will be the first uh, real uh, installation uh, on, on board a vessel of any relevant size. We had uh, actually a small passenger vessel running on hydrogen in 2010 in Bergen. So, so we have done this before in a different scale. But uh, this, of course, two megawatts is starting to get uh, relevant to different. Uh, it will actually make uh, Viking Energy able to run on zero emission 80% of the time. And you mentioned Watzler, which is an engine manufacturer. How is, um, I would say that 
if this is working very well, then you might not need an engine anymore on a, a vessel or how, what's the future? <laughs> yeah, uh, it will always be worked if it's an after market services, you know, the, the, so that's an interesting area, of course, but the, what we are aiming to now is to design a product that is kind of, uh, that has a lifetime that fits well with uh, with yard stays and so forth. So, so five years intervals between changes of of stacks and so forth in in the system is what we're we're looking for and and our focus is very much on the power unit itself uh, to integrate this in the ship we're working with we would like to work with all integrators and and vessel has been part of a lot of our projects up to now and this goes both for the for the electrical uh, distribution on board the ship but also on the fuel handling in many cases we had vessel or gas solutions to, to handle the, the ammonia bit on, on ship FC, uh, for instance. But related to batteries, there's also the classical battery, which is um, a very clean usage, but maybe the supply chain uh, is a bit more questionable. <laughs> so how is how is yeah. this compare? How is this technology? Yeah, no, uh, we have we've done quite a lot of work on on the sourcing side and, and both on the cost structure, but also rare earth minerals. And and this is the electrolytes or the main components of the fuel cells. This these are ceramics, and and most of the stuff we found now is possible to to also to to, to circulate or to recirculate. So um, and rare earth minerals. Are very few, and uh, I think I think there is not, it is not a showstopper for for softs uh, in the sense that we can see that there are some problems for for other technologies. Uh, I think this is going to be solved quite quite easily. Yes, um, we touched upon uh, quite a few unique selling points, I would say, with your technology, and and so. But what what um, what else is there in regards to you know persuade mm -hmm. the market that this is. This is great product. It's quite interesting because what we experience is there is huge interest from the market. If so, if the product was available today, we could we could sell a lot of them. Uh, and uh, so it's more of we have the demand side is clear. It's now bringing this into a product to take it from a lab, a prototype uh, structure into something that is scalable, as I said. So. So, uh, but the selling points are, are many, but of course the efficiency itself is, is very much up there. And also the, the fact that this is fuel flexible, uh, the, it can run on hydrogen. If you have hydrogen available, it's, it's, it's good, but also LNG, ammonia, methanol, all the more in, interesting fuels now uh, is possible to run uh, the soft zone with modifications, maybe depending on how this is, but what would be our, aim is that you could actually go to the harbor on one fuel and then some leave using a different fuel that would really add some flexibility for for the ship owners you know and operators so so we are even though that may be a little bit at least when you go into a yard stay you could change very easily using the same core technology to run on different fuels depending on the trade you're in so I think this is a flexibility that also you shouldn't pick the fuel. You don't have to pick the fuel. You should just pick the engine and the engine should then be a softs. So it's a great flexibility for uh, right. the shipping company then, or the user, end user for uh, checking prices and, and, and be more um, optimized than their costs then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have uh, you are working with quite interesting partners in the in the maritime industry, like um, uh, Equinor and also Arca. So um, you have good support, then. What's what's the? Yeah, we experience a lot of support also working together. You know, with the clusters, the maritime clean tech cluster, and we're involved in the sustainable energy catapult and stored, and we're. We're actually part of the energy house, which is infrastructure to be used to demonstrate these technologies. So we're working side by side with, with the dual fuel combustion engine from Vesla and, and our fuel cell system in the neighboring hall. So, so this is this is important. Uh, we believe in cooperation because and also the, the market for, for these solutions and these technologies is just huge. So it's important for us that we're not the only one entering with the solid oxide fuel cell technology. We're actually cheering everybody on who could come along and, and, and take part of this but uh, but of course um, uh, our partners the arca system it has been very important to us as an early day customer uh, not only with the capital to, to make to set uh, well establish alma clean power but also to be a, a difficult customer for us and and also to bring capacity we, we have arca solutions people now working here and, and we're working with Equinor, as you said, they've, they're involved in many of our projects and have been for a long time. And we're now in discussion, of course, with with many of the large ship owners around the world. And um, we see that there will be well opportunities to work with uh, many more in the years to come. <laughs> yes. When this is new technology, so how is um, the, the the regulations um, you know, related mm. to this, is that a, a topic or is that very easygoing? It's a very uh, important topic. So, in these demonstrations of pilots, uh, we have the the maritime authority as part of this, and we're working closely, of course, with the DNV and the class society and so forth. Because because safety and regulation is something that you just can't, yeah, you you really have to include early to make sure that this is not a a stopping point for for scaling the technology. So they are in, involved and uh, it's uh, it's a key you know we only need one accident or something and and, and things stop so so we are very focused on on the safety and regulation side um so that's um, also our cooperation then in in regards to the future and, yeah. and also making things available and making the framework around it as you so everyone can maneuver in it yeah now we have we have a, a second uh, um, EU-funded project with the Helenus project, which is demonstrating co-generation of heat and and power from LNG. This is for for cruise uh, for MSE. Yeah. So um, uh, and this is the same thing. Of course, you wouldn't be able to put uh, not even a demonstration on board a, a passenger vessel unless safety and regulations everything is 100% <laughs> settled. Yes. Yeah. I um. I remember, or there's still a discussion around, or a vast at least, a large discussion around using of LNG because mm. it's gas, and and also with the fjordlands, I think was a very important project then to get that started uh, from uh, between Norway and Denmark. Yeah. yeah, and with ammonia, of course, the, you also have this toxic toxicity that it's a, it's very important. The hydrogen has has its the challenges, and and it's the same there. So everything needs to be 100%. Uh, thought through and and uh, approved by all the relevant parties before we get to demonstrate this on on the different segments of shipping yes 
So what's the largest challenge in the market? The largest change? Challenge. Or challenge. No, I, I think for the, the most important thing now is uh, is the, the value chain, just making sure that when we have the design ready, making sure that the sourcing and everything is in place, that, that's something that we experience now. And, and then it's speed and scale. We, we have to... We can't come to the market with a product that is superior to everything too late because then every, all the other technologies will have a lots of operational hours and experience and they, they will kind of, so, so we need to, to, to speed up things and we need to be able to scale to be relevant. So those are the focus areas and, and also then, of course, to be able to, to, to have a, a, a robust value chain to support this quite aggressive growth that we see. Yes. Thanks a lot for the insights, um, Bernd. Um, no further questions from my side on, on, on uh, the technical part, but I have a last question to you to get to know you a bit better as the expert. So what is success to you? Ah, <laughs> I think is success to me is uh, making things happen. Uh, um, outside of, of Alma, which is very focused on making green shipping happen. Uh, I am also chairman of a company and co-founder of a company called Greenstat. And their slogan is make, making green happen. So I'm very focused on making sure that we have everything in place to, to drive this Alma uh, and have people on board who really would like to be part of this story. Uh, so rather than to build, uh, what you say, a career for themselves, they should be interested in building this industry that we're all part of. So the people that we got here now is just a wonderful mix of, of young people, brilliant people with an extreme drive, and some older people with some experience <laughs> you can kind of point them in the right directions. So in, in, in total, I think I can see now that this really works. Uh, and that's, that for me is success. Yes, thank you. Thanks a lot, Bernd. Thank for you. having this uh, talk much appreciated likewise thank you if you liked it please subscribe as i will continue to talk to various experts across industries and country borders